0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Thierry Hillis, I'm the editor of Global University Venturing and Global Government Venturing and as always, I will also bring you the news from Global Corporate Venturing. As always, quite a lot to get through, so let's dive right in, starting with deals. Chinese furniture and home improvement retail chain Easy Home has raised just over $2 billion in a round in which Alibaba invested approximately $860 million in return for a 15% stake. Alibaba, which invested about $2.9 billion in hypermarket operator SunArt just three months ago, will assist Easy Home in digitalizing its business and will also provide access to its logistics network and membership. Uber could acquire what sources told CNBC would be a sizable stake in Southeast Asian counterpart Grab through a deal that will involve Grab taking on its local business. Should the move go through, it would be the third such transaction for Uber following similar deals in China and Russia, allowing it to better prioritize its existing markets. However, it won't be good news for Gojek, Grab's biggest rival in the region, which is currently raising up to $1.5 billion in funding. Procept Biorobotics, the developer of an aquablation treatment for prostate condition called Benign Prosthetic Hyperplasia, has secured $118 million in a round led by Viking Global Investors. The company, which last raised funding in a Novo-led round in 2015, will use the proceeds to commercialise the system, which is available in the US, Canada and parts of Europe and Australasia. Harry's has been one of the two biggest players in the razor blade subscription market, along with Dollar Shave Club. The Grace beauty-backed company has raised $112 million in a round that will precede an expansion of the business model into areas like personal care items for both sexes, as well as baby products and household goods. No word on valuation, but Dollar Shave Club was acquired for a billion dollars around 18 months ago. Calliope, a US-based company developing drugs that focus on the gut-brain axis, received $66 million in a Series B round featuring Illumina Ventures, the corporate venturing subsidiary of genomics technology producer Illumina. Alexandria Venture Investments, the VC arm of real estate investment trust Alexandria Real Estate Equities, also participated, as did Lux Capital, the Column Group, Polaris Partners, Euclidean Capital, and Two Sigma Ventures. The company had previously raised $44 million that was disclosed when the company launched in 2015. That cash was provided by Illumina Ventures, Alexandria Venture Investments, Lux Capital, Polaris Partners, Cullum Group, and Tony Evnin, a partner at VC firm Venrock. AI data analytics platform Spark Cognition has added $24 million from investors, including corporate venturing units in Venergy Future Fund and CME Ventures. To close its Series B round at $56.5 million. Two more CBC units, Verizon Ventures and Boeing's Horizon X, backed the first tranche last June, and Spark Ignition has now raised approximately $73 million since it was founded in 2013. Then we have Glossier, a US based skincare and beauty product company backed by talent agency William Morris Endeavour, or WME which has raised $52 million in a Series C round co-led by VC firms IVP and Index Ventures. Glossier has now raised $86 million in funding. WME had backed an $8.4 million Series A round in 2014 led by Thrive Capital, with contributions from 14W, Tom's Capital, Manzanita Capital, Forerunner Ventures and Lyra Hippo Ventures, as well as several angel investors. And financial services provider Power Financial has invested another $51 million in robo-advisor operator Wealthsimple, taking its total commitments to $165 million, according to a statement on Wealthsimple's website. The funding will be used by Wealthsimple to expand the service and tools it offers through the platform, which has some $1.45 billion under management on behalf of its clients. Smart Glasses developer Orcam has received $30.4 million in funding from investors including Clal Insurance at a reported valuation of about a billion dollars. Now that might not sound like a lot of money, but Orcam, which comes Intel capital as an earlier investor, is actually said to be prepping an IPO for 2019 and will aim to raise one more substantial round of funding before then, having so far secured a total of $130 million, according to Reuters. And on the university side, we have Liquidia Technologies, a US-based biopharmaceutical spin-out from University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which has raised $25.5 million in funding. The round, which is a target size of $53.3 million, includes up to $27.8 million in Series D shares offered to existing stockholders in a rights offering. The identity of the investors has not been disclosed, however. Equidia has developed technology dubbed PRINT to precisely engineer drug particles and it has a range of drug candidates in its pipeline, including lead candidate LIQ861, a treatment currently undergoing a phase 3 trial for pulmonary arterial hypertension. Moving on to funds. SoftBank Vision Fund has already secured some $40 billion from Middle Eastern Sovereign Wealth Fund's PIF and Mubadala Investment Company. And now the CEO of Bahraini Sovereign Wealth Fund, Mumtalakat, has confirmed it too is in talks to invest. A sizable contribution from Mumtalakat could lift the fund, which has so far secured $97.7 billion, to its $100 billion target. Switzerland's headquartered biotech and chemical supplier Lonza Group has formed a corporate venturing fund in partnership with US-based venture capital firm Prolog Ventures. Prolog Lonza Consumer Fund will invest in North America-based consumer healthcare technology developers working on products that can improve or maintain the health of people and their pets or companion animals. And on Global University Venturing, Cove Fund, which is a family of seed-stage venture capital funds that invests in companies affiliated with University of California system, has raised more than $12 million for its second fund. The figure actually represents a first close, with a regulatory filing indicating a $15 million target size. LPs have not been named, though Cove's business model relies heavily on private investors, such as entrepreneurs and executives, sourcing deals. Co-Fund was launched back in 2015 by UCI Applied Innovation, a commercialization arm of UC Irvine that also aims to cultivate a local ecosystem. And its first fund had achieved a $6 million close and currently counts 16 portfolio companies. And with that, let's look at exits. Flatiron Health agreed to an acquisition by investor Roche in mid-February that will involve the latter paying $1.9 billion for the company's outstanding shares And much of the attention has understandably been on Roche. But in a big deal by GCV News editor Robert Levine, he looks at the transaction through the lens of GV, which invested in the oncology research platform's $8 million Series A round before returning to lead a Series B. GV's life sciences team has scored a flurry of X's in the recent months, and the unit still has some 10-figure healthcare-focused companies in its portfolio. And talking of GV's recent of life sciences exits, it looks like the next one might be Arcus Biosciences. Immune Oncology Therapy developer Arcus has filed for a $100 million IPO, having previously raised $227 million in VC funding. GV is the company's largest external shareholder, but Novartis, Selgin and Tayo are also among its backers, as is Stanford University. And social media company Momo agreed to acquire China-based social engagement platform Tantan for about $760 million, allowing media group Bertelsmann and social network operator YY to exit. The transaction will consist of $601 million in cash and 5.3 million newly issued shares of YY that would equate to $162 million based on its closing price on Nasdaq on Thursday. The deal would give Tantan's shareholders a 2.7% stake in Momo. Tantan had raised $120 million since being founded in 2015. Then we have FaceYou, the developer of an augmented reality app that allows effects to be overlaid on photos or videos in real time, which has reportedly been acquired by mobile news platform Tochiao for $300 million. The existing investors include another selfie-based app developer, my And the deal represents Totio's third acquisition since the start of November last year. And finally, enterprise cloud security technology developer Zscaler has raised $148 million in funding from investors including the Dell-owned EMC and Alphabet unit Capital G, and has now filed to raise up to $100 million in its initial public offering. Both corporates invested as part of a 2015 Series B round that valued Zettskilla at more than a billion dollars, but the only investor with a stake of five percent or more is TBG Growth, which put up 81 million dollars of the funding for that round. And finally, let's take a look at people. Sebastian Schuler has moved from a position working with startups at internet technology provider Google to an investment manager role at Germany-based venture capital firm Capnamic Ventures. Schüller had worked with Germany-based technology startups as a digital growth strategist at Google for almost 18 months, having previously worked at Capnamic from 2014 to 2016. Capnamic announced Schüller's hiring at the same time as his promotion of Christian Knott from principal to partner and the appointment of Friedrich von Bossel as an investment analyst. And Rob Rosenberg has joined Prolog Ventures, the firm who launched a fund with Lonza Group we mentioned earlier, as a partner. He had previously spent two years as a senior VP of business and corporate development at vision testing technology developer iNetra. And then on the university side, we have Alison Campbell, Director at Knowledge Transfer in Ireland, who was sworn in as Chair of Professional Organisation University Technology Managers, or AUTM. Campbell's term will run for one year and marks the first time a representative from outside the US will act as the organisation's chair. She officially took over her new duties at Autumn's annual meeting last week. Campbell's list of accomplishments is a long one, She helped establish KTI, is a founding director of Alliance of Technology Transfer Professionals and has held various positions for professional association Praxis, now known as Praxis Oriel. She was also Director of Innovation and Managing Director at King's College London Business, the institution's tech transfer office, during which time she was awarded an Order of the British Empire for her contributions to knowledge transfer in 2010. And that made her the first professional in the field to be recognized with an OBE. And with that, once again, you are mostly caught up. As always, there is much more on GlobalCorporateVenturing.com, GlobalGovernmentVenture.com and GlobalUniversityVenturing.com, including a guest comment by the aforementioned Alison Campbell, actually, about why universities do research commercialization. So I do recommend you go and check that out. As always, if you do have any feedback, feel free to email me at teheles at mawsonia.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at M-A-W-S-O-N-I-A dot com. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you download this podcast from. Give us a good rating if you want to. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues. And thank you very much to those of you that have already done so. We really appreciate it. This has been the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Jerry Hillis, and I will speak to you again next week. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.